Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four. Liverpool are five from five. Matt thinks he's lagging. Grace has put some wallpaper up behind him um, to make it look like he is bought a new house. He hasn't. Well, Ian, I'm going to come to you first. Liverpool are five from five. Um, Spurs, <clears throat> in my opinion, were dispatched with the minimum of age yesterday. Uh, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think that I was second gear. I really do. And I know I say this every week, but genuinely, over over that game yesterday, on average, I reckon we were about seven out of ten, and we had way, way too much for. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even think, I, I don't even think we've played that well this season, at all. I think we're doing just enough in some games. Uh, I think we got Spurs at a good time. Do you know what I mean? They had a couple of players out, didn't he? And Harry Kane's. At the minute, it's just it's like a, a, a running wardrobe. Really. But I think we got to at the right time. And I don't think we played that well. But at one point in the game, Liverpool would have been six up. It's towards the end. We'll come to it in a bit. But our game management towards the end, our, our forwards all, all just wanted to score a goal of the season contender and, and stop, forget, stop playing for the team. Do you know what I mean? And clock was spewing. But I think on a, if we were at, proper at the races, we would have put a serious amount of goals past them at the minute. But it's good, mate. It's good. We're building from the back, aren't we? We're very strong at the back. The midfield's functional. And our forwards haven't even clicked. I thought Bobby looked his best that he's looked this season yesterday until he went off like... Until he couldn't look no more. Five from five for the average Reds. <clears throat> yeah, and still not top. What cost? Um, Grizz. I like a cup, by the way. Nice, I like it. Um... Shown it about seven times. Fucking, I hope someone commenting on it. Grace, I'll tell you. So, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll start with you with with sports. Um, we've talked about teams being afraid of us and playing that way from the start of the season and sitting back and and we thought this was going to be our first big big test where a team will you know try to get at us and, and get around us, get behind us, different things. I thought sports were a disgrace yesterday. For a team that's meant to be a top six team and meant to, you know, have aspirations of, of maybe challenging for the title, I think they absolutely shit themselves about Liverpool yesterday from minute one. Would you agree? I couldn't agree with you more. 
I think Pochettino shattered himself with that selection, with that team selection. I was shocked to see that he didn't play Lamella or Son. I mean, Son was etc. etc. But Lamella was a, a dead on certain against us. He went to sort of solidify his with that young kid, Harry Winks, and uh, played four, four across the midfield. I really thought it would be tough for us. But I kind of disagree with you and you in terms of we weren't very good. I thought we were very good yesterday. Um, I thought we made Spurs look ordinary. Uh, but his team selection did help us. I mean, um, you know, he's um, he's known to be a quite a, 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 a great tactician. But I think, I mean, Klopp, without making any major changes, totally, totally outdone him, I think. I think uh, Pochettino, for the first time, was really shown up, in my opinion. Yeah, he looked, it just looked a team afraid of us. It really did, Matt. Um, looking at Liverpool and Spurs, was there any surprises for you in either lineup? I know there was a lot of stuff around the week, you know, during the week about probably just the midfield and would, would Henderson start? Would he come in for Wijnaldum or Milner? Would Kate get back into the side? Was there any surprises for you? Were you happy with Liverpool's squad or the team? And I suppose the sports team surprised me a little bit. Were you the same? Uh, no, not really. Uh, they had a, we know they've had a long World Cup. They've got some tired players and like us, they're going to be rotating. Uh, a lot of people made a lot out of the Henderson being dropped, but we're in a position now, and we spoke about this last week, where it's not a team, it's a squad. Uh, Henderson will be out some games, Kaiser will be out some games, we've still got Fabinho's coming. Out of everyone there, we've got five, six good players, so someone not playing one game, it, it pisses me off that everyone is on there going, ah, he's been dropped now, and he's not. He's club, uh, club captain, how's, how's he, what's he going to do now? It's ridiculous, we have a squad, We've got 55-odd games now, and we're going to use everyone. Henderson will play over 35 games, easy. Milner will play a load, Fabinho, Kaiser. It's just good to have options now, so we don't need to turn it into something it isn't. Uh, with regards to what Ian said, I disagree. I think we played really well. In fact, that probably our best to play for a while. The only thing off was our finishing. We got into positions to, to score, and I'd give us that game halfway through or back end of last season, we put six past them. As I said a couple of weeks ago, forwards take a little bit longer to get into the rhythm, and that's that's what's happening really. I don't think there's anything about the guys being selfish or anything. They just haven't clicked really. Um, but yeah, that that was one of our best performances, and we made Tottenham look average. They didn't. I didn't think they they played bad. We we done it a lot last season where people came out saying the other team looked bad. It's nothing to do with that. It's, it's Klopp looking making other teams look bad. I yeah. think though, sorry, I think he we didn't have to do anything because his selection and the way they set up in midfield, the two fullbacks had no cover whatsoever from the midfield diamond. He just played into our hands. Liverpool didn't have to play very well because. He just he just practically lay down and put crack on. How many times yeah. if we were on it up front, how many times would we have beaten them? Like we had three against two or two against two and it our final ball just wasn't right. And that was on all game and that's never the case against Spurs. I was Shit just gonna better. say I was just gonna say, considering everyone's um favourite hipster team is Spurs, isn't it? 
like the hipster manager and so they're so difficult to break down and they're defensively so sound. I mean, how many times has Ian says was Vertonghen and who's the other one? Uh, the one Gav loves. Oh, the world. How many times were they fucking two against two? How, often, how many times do you see Spurs like that? And that's yeah, but that, that's our pressing game and our, and our quick counter attack doing that. Oh, without doubt, we, the, 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 as you like what, the difference this season is if we do, had if we had that. No, go ahead, go ahead. We we didn't do we didn't do anything outstanding. We played the Liverpool game, and I only, think you've got to remember our defence and midfield are miles above where they were last season. If our attack was off last season like it is now we would be drawing or losing that game. The fact now we've got such a solid base to build on. Yeah. We are playing well without finishing and still winning. Yeah. Yeah. Like going back to you, Max, saying that Ian probably didn't play well, I'm not. I'm giving it 7 out of 10 because, you know, you'd have to take marks off for... for the deci- have you seen the XG? No, listen. <laughs> Fucking XG. No, but, but what I'm saying is... You know, you'd have to take marks off for the decision making, especially in the final tour, because as Ian said, and I agree, that could have been five, six, or even more, and that that wouldn't have flattered sports because, like, their midfield was all over the shop. They didn't know how to protect their centre halves. They were they dallied on the ball a hell of a lot. Hesitant, we were on it like a light. I thought Milner was outstanding all day, and um, not giving them a second. But just for me, with the way sports lined up, he goes out with with Dembele, Dyer, Winks, and. To be perfectly honest with you, I was delighted to see Dyer on the team sheet because I just thought you get at him. Dyer is absolute dog shit. Yeah, he is. He is. He's just. He's he's so slow on the turn. He's not very good on the ball. I'll tell you what Dyer is. I'll tell you what Dyer is. Dyer is what the shit Here we go. fans. No, Dyer is. You, you've seen that tweet? You're a fucking little. Dyer is a poor man's Henderson. That's what he is. What Chris was about to say there is, is right. I saw the tweet and I was actually going to mention it. Uh, so we'll <laughs> you can. put it perfectly. I said, uh, Dyer is everything that people think Henderson are, but fans think Henderson is. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think I think he's he's like your man. You know your man McGuire that plays centre-half for Leicester? He's basically him trying to play as a defensive midfielder. That's what he's like. He's so fucking slow on the turn. He's so easy to play around. And I was delighted to see him on the team sheet. But I still can't get over how how negative spores were. Like, what? They scored near the end, right? And Mora has a shot that hits the foot of the post. Other than that, we're in complete control. But look, we go through a couple. We go through a couple of the uh, Liverpool players like we always do. Um, Ian, I'll come to you first. Andy Robertson. Um, it's like fucking Groundhog Day talking about this lad. Um, he probably gets done near the end for the sun chance. That's probably a penalty, but we might get on to that in a bit as well. But Andy Robertson, for me, out of the back four, who are all very good. I, do, I see an improvement in him every week. Small little improvements. Do you, do you see the improvement in him? And uh, the argument about the left-back has to be over, about the best left-back in the league, surely, no? Uh, well, I wouldn't swap him. Uh, the argument between him and Mendy, in it, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't swap him for him. Yeah, I think he, he might be a, a bit better going forward than Robertson, but Robertson's the whole package. He's an outstanding fullback. We go on about him all the time because he only costs effectively Kevin Stewart. Do you know what I mean? Which is just scandalous. But I haven't seen him. I don't remember the last time he had a poor game. I don't remember the last time he had an average game. 
he's just an outstanding footballer. He really is. He, he's everything. He encapsulates everything which is good about a Liverpool player. Do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not a prima donna. Prima donna. He works his ass off. He grafts. He's, he's a funny lad, and he's never going to get above himself. Do you know what I mean? He's never going to think I've made it yet. He's always going to carry on doing exactly what he does now. He's never going to start thinking he's something he's not and try 70-yard cross-field passes. He knows his strengths. He sticks to them, and he's fucking tremendous. Yeah. He is. It's just just little things every game. I look at him and I think he's just. If there's any little doubt about him in certain areas, you know he's he just comes up with the answers all the time, and I just think he gets better and better and better. And that Scotland captaincy, I think, is going to push him onto the next level again. He's going to help feel a hell of a lot more responsibility within the team, the way himself, the way he carries himself, the way he plays, everything. He he really has to be, you know, an example. To um everyone around them now, um Matt, the centre half partnership, um again look really really solid. Gomez gets done as opposed for the more a chance, but other than that, uh, it's one that's grown nicely, isn't it? It's you know this isn't a, f- it's getting away a bit from a flash in the pan sort of partnership. This looks like it's progressing game by game. Yeah, Gomez has really stepped up. I mean Van Dijk's just absolutely world class every game, um and and Gomez has started to step up. Now, but who better to sit next to than, than Van Dijk and learn his trade? Um, you were talking about his mistake there. He's going to make mistakes. It's, it's how he moves on from them. He's a young lad. He's going to make mistakes up until about 23, 24. Uh, it's just he, they will get fewer and further between, really. He, he's developing brilliantly. He's going to become one of the best passers, passing centre backs in the league at some point. Uh, if he's, he's not, he's close to it now, even. Uh, I'm made up for him. I'll be happy with that for the rest of the season. I, I don't want to change it. Massive love him fully fit. I'm happy just stick with Gomez. Yeah, um, Grizz, I'm going to ask you about Trent. Uh, we, me, me and you have spoken quite a bit about teams that will, you know, target Gomez, target Trent. And I mean, you looked at it yesterday. They were probably looking at getting more close, close to both of them. You were probably looking at Danny Rose as, a, in my opinion, as a really good attacking left back, as opposed to Ben Davis, who's probably better defensively. So they've gone with Rose. But is it was it was the sport shown? You know, Liverpool a bit more respect. I shown Trent a little bit more respect, but they didn't really target him, and he didn't get much out of him. I thought Trent had a really kind of competent, you know run-of-the-mill right-back performance and, I, and I'm all for these run-of-the-mill right-back performances especially waiting home against a, a club like sports he did he impressed me I'll tell you why because he actually that was probably one of his uh, performances where he attacked I mean I won't have the stats to hand I'll probably be proved wrong statistically but I, uh, I, 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 I thought Trent wasn't as attacked as he normally is and I think I think it's something to do with Klopp telling him to just concentrate defending because, you know, in the first couple of games we criticised his uh, crossing and his final pass. Um, I thought he, he, I thought, I thought for the first 15 minutes he attacked and then he just played an orthodox right-back role. You know, similarly what we're probably used to with Kleine there. He didn't go past the halfway, half line much. And Mora, he got that one... Mora got that one chance, didn't he? I think it was the second half, probably around the 70th minute. But apart from it, give him a kick. I mean, they did. They did try to sort of overload Kane and then Mora far more to the left 
there wasn't much coming down uh, um, Robertson's side, but I thought they coped really, really well. What, what the, the, the biggest asset for Gomez and Trent is their pace. So even if they do get slightly out of position, their pace <coughs> not times out gets them out of it. And um, you know, long may it continue, as Matt says. You know, the least changes in the back five, in my opinion, you know, is a is a very very good thing long term. I mean, I don't mind rotating the rest of the team, even the forwards form they're in, maybe you could say. But the back five, in my opinion, should sort of remain the same as much as possible, as much as injuries or suspensions. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you on that. Um, the back five have to stay the same. And, you know, there's all this stuff about Lovren coming in. Does he come straight back in? Absolutely not. Um, not now. You know, there's... there's there's enough of a sample size of five league games, you know, three tough enough away ones anyway, you know, against different styles of play. And even then adding Brighton the way they play away from home, that's four. West Ham you can write off, they were an absolute fucking shambles. Um, but them four games, you know, two, three kind of away games that are tough with different styles and they've, they've managed it quite well. Um, Ian, yeah, question. I think one of the most pleasing things about strength is we all know what he's good at is his distribution and bombing on and all that. But when he was making his mistakes earlier on in the season or last season, it was his positioning too wide. But he was getting caught ball watching as it was coming over his shoulder, and he was. I know. And we used to say he needs to tuck in more. He, he's obviously been working on the training ground. The club's got a grip of him, and he's he's obviously taking that on board because there was about three or four opportunities yesterday for Spurs to get in and he was took right into Gomez really really well well drilled do you know what I mean he's only 19 so in, in like less than a full season he's eradicated that like that position and error out of his game already at 19 do you know what I mean he's tremendous man he's tremendous yeah he absolutely is Matt um, let's Look at the midfield because the midfield is where you know all the talk was about. G- give me a first half assessment on the midfield because I thought we were just we, we were okay without being extraordinary, but I just thought we got on all right and, and done the job we needed to do. Were you looking for any more in the first half from them? No, not against the Spurs team that plays good football. Uh, you just want to kind of just shut them out, really. I thought. I was going to touch on this, but I thought away because I knew you'd talk about the midfield. The thing that's helping Trent, the full-backs, probably Gomez as well, was Genie. I thought Genie was absolutely fantastic. His, uh, his whole play in that in that six role is unbelievable. I think he should keep hold of that. I'm not saying Henderson shouldn't come back in. I'd just like to see Henderson a little bit further forward because I think that's where he's played his best football for us. But Genie is just making that role his now. I, I don't know how. I haven't seen much of Fabinho. Uh, I don't know how he's going to come in and move him if if he is. In fact, yeah, Grizz, it's, it's I suppose it's a nice it's a nice position to be in. Um, I was thinking about this during the week. You know, when Alden for me is a six. You know, deep in line midfielder for me, he disappears too much when he's further up the pitch. I'd like to see a switch where Henderson moves up a bit further up the pitch, but that's that's a different matter. Grizz, is there an argument that if when Fabinho was ready and you know, properly ready and Klopp is making sure that he is properly ready. Is there is there an argument that we might go to two deeper midfielders and go back to a formation like that? Uh, 
against big teams away from home, we may do that. I did think in certain games away from home against your cities and Uniteds, we may go with, well, at, at the start of the season, I think most people would have thought it would have been Fabinho or Hendo, sort of as your two sort of sitting midfielders. But as Matt says, we were discussing here earlier in the week, in terms of, you know, you can't justify or you can't make Ginny out of the team at the moment. And he's playing that six role like he's been playing it all his life. I mean, it's second nature to him sort of just to keep the ball moving. He play, you know, he, you know, he hasn't got the, he hasn't got the long, longer range passing, right? But, but his short game and his control of the ball and sort of, you know, his body strength is, is, is superb. And, I agree with you. He's been the shot. Him and Milner, for me, have been absolutely um, outstanding in the first five games. And I tell you what I enjoyed about this midfield performance more than. Do you remember last season we were always talking about controlling a game from midfield? We always said that's where we lack sort of something. Our forward was brilliant. Our forwards were amazing. Our defence was sound, but we were we were always criticising our midfield for not controlling games. I thought the way we controlled. Uh, a, spur, a very good Spurs team away from home was a, a brilliant marker for me. A brilliant marker. I don't know. I think we. I think we did control them. I think we did control them. But I think, you know, and I, I'm I'm full of praise for the team, but I still can't get over what Spurs are. At. I just I really can't at home. Why are you about so much? No, I'll tell you why because. I wanted I wanted to see I'm happy with the three points I'm more than happy with the three points but I wanted Spores to come out and say you know we are Spores we're this we're that you know they, they've had it over us for the last couple of years with league position etc I wanted them to come out and push us and, and us to show how good we were I'm just a little bit I, ju- I just can't get over them I, re- I really can't and I don't know what that is but I, I just I walked away in that game yesterday saying brilliant three points five out of four that gap. All teams, most teams, are going to be shit scared for teams. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So it, it probably is a testament. It probably is a testament to us where you have a team that have finished is it third and fourth in the last two seasons, um, and and literally reverting to tactics that the likes of Brighton used, or Palace used, or Leicester used. So that's what I'm, I suppose I'm trying to get at. Are we are we affecting teams that much? That they're, they're all resorting to this, and it's going to be basically Man City and probably Chelsea that will come out and play us. I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave that one with you, Grace. Do you want? Do you want to answer that one? I lost you there, Gav. All right, no worries. We move on. Matt, the front three. Um, for, I, I go to I go to Firmino first. I suppose uh, best game of the season by an absolute mile. Um, scores a tap in. Nearly has his eye taken out. Um, he'd be up there for man of the match yesterday, wouldn't he? And you could see his influence growing and growing and growing on the team as the game went on. I think Matt has himself muted, doesn't Don't he? Mute Matt. No, he's gone. Um, he'll come back in a minute. Ian, I'll, I'll put the same question to you. Um, the front three, Firmino, let's touch on Firmino. Um, I suppose all the points I've just made. What did you make of him yesterday? Because I thought he was, I thought he was outstanding, and the press was there, and it was, it was probably down to him. And then when we win it, his, his intelligence and his use of the ball when we win it is opening teams up a one 
fairly simple pass, but the, the, the right one at the right time. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was his best game of the season by, by an absolute mile. He can take a while to get to get going for me, you know, at the beginning of the season or whatever. I think he's about his head, isn't he, in the close season. So, it's a party <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, whereas I thought Mane and Salah were showing good good points and they've been making the right runs, but they were, you know what I mean, they were a bit selfish at times and making the wrong decision. I don't think either of them, I think both of them can have a poor game and we can still be all right because we've got Firmino. I think if Firmino has a poor game, it tends to affect the entire front three. Uh, his first touch yesterday is, is, you know what I mean, his close control, is he, he's what Lallana used to do for us, he's the initial press. Just head for a bargain, brilliant. He's a truly world-class striker now. Really is a world-class striker. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, like, when I watched him yesterday, and I've watched him, I suppose, you know, over the first couple of games of the season, he's not looked a bit leggy, but just not sharp. You know, when those those balls he plays, like those little flicks around the corner, or he gets it and he plays it around the player, and someone's running onto it, it, was, it really kind of picked up yesterday. Um, Matt, I'm going to try to come back to you. Firmino, what did you make of him yesterday? Uh, you know I love him. He's a, For me, he's my, our most influential player. Um, he, considering he's had a bad start, he's got, what, three goals to assist? Fucking unbelievable. He's a, he's a one and two striker that also presses more than anyone in the front three. He starts starts to press as he instead. He's a one and two striker who does. It's not even his greatest asset, if that makes sense. The, what he brings to our team is absolutely unbelievable. You see him before the uh, one of the goals. He's on the on the sideline, uh, tackling someone and starting it all off. He's absolutely unbelievable. He's a false nine while also being a fucking unbelievable striker, out and out striker as well. Getting in the positions, he just never gives up. I, I absolutely love him. I, I'm so happy he's now proving loads of people wrong because I just fucking love him. Chris, you're back. Um, you keep going off and going back on again. That wallpaper that you have behind you that makes it look like you have a conservatory must be peeling or falling off and you're going off to adjust it. That's why your camera keeps going off. Um, Chris, I'll give you a shout on Firmino. Um, in Ian, Ian Draven about him. Matt loves him. Um, what's your feelings on him, especially yesterday, because he, he's a standout of the front three for me. I, I love him more than Matt. And Matt That's knows impossible. this. I love, impossible. No, it's not. Honestly, I love him more than Matt and Ian. Um, the, guy, the guy just, he epitomises Jurgen Klopp's philosophy uh, in every way. He's, he's just, Jürgen, you, can, you can see why Jurgen Klopp loves the guy. He's just pure passion on that pitch. I mean, I, I didn't notice at the time. I watched the game again, and you know the first goal? It's Dyer trying to pass it out, I think, or, or the way he actually blocks it with a karate kick type thing, and we win the ball. I mean, how many forwards do you see committed like that, trying to block every chance? And it's not, it wasn't close to the ball. It was like sort of a good 10, 15 yards away. The guy just, um, who made the point where Ian said, it was Ian, did you, did you say that if he doesn't play well, we tend not to play well, yeah. whereas we yeah. can get away. Salamo, yeah, and that's, it's true. He's 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 the fulcrum of our attack. He's 
is really vital, pivotal to the to the role players. And that's why it's difficult when people claim or people of you know LFC fans ask for, oh, we need another striker at the club. It's difficult to find another like for like. It really is. He's, he's quite unique in world football at the moment in terms of the job he does for us. I mean, the other strikers at the club are very good in their own, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, in their, on their own level. But we'd, we'd have to change the, the we'd have to change the tactics to sort of, you know, fit them in, you know, because none of them can do what he does. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. And, for, you know, I was really, really, really worried about his eye. Not going to lie to you, I thought if he misses the PSG, because he's going to be crucial for PSG. But thankfully, everything seems to be okay. I I, I think the, our best replacement for Firmino is Shakiri. I would agree. I would, I would either put him there as the false nine, or put him out wide and put Salah up front. That would be my two options. Yeah, um, I agree with you that that's the two options. But for me, it would be, it'd be Shakiri up front. Um, I think Salah is explosive through the centre. You know, and he's he's so he's so incisive, so quick. But I think the way we play and the way we get the ball to Firmino and we look for him to take a touch or two touches, and then he's releasing the likes of a Mane or a Salah or someone run, running from midfield, i.e. Keita, because I think that's what Keita's there for and trying to break. I think Shakiri suits that better than a Salah. I think Salah is more, you know, if you get a Keita on the ball, he's a you know he's away. Salah's away. Just put it somewhere, and he's going to make and he's going to do serious damage. Apparently, he's okay. Apparently, he said it was just a scare. He's all right. He's fine, and he's ready to go for Tuesday night. And please God, he is. Um, just Ian, just Max touched on something there. Um, were, were you surprised to not see Shakiri at all in the game yesterday? A little bit. I think I would have brought him on instead of Sturridge because I, I think the whole dynamic of the side. Changes when Sturridge comes on. There was about two or three opportunities in the little time that he was on the pitch where he just doesn't press <clears> and it gives them a bit of time to build from the back and then play it into midfield. I don't think she, I think Shakir's got a, an awful lot more to prove. So I think he would work his ass off, whereas Sturridge has always been the he only comes alive when the balls around him. I've said it for years. Uh, so I would have I would have brought him on rather than Sturridge, yeah. I think he's been a bit unlucky, Shakiri, not to have a few more minutes this season because Whereas Fabinho was probably well off the pace in terms of like the, the league that he's come from to our league, Shakiri hasn't got that excuse. And Shakiri's looking really good internationally as well. So he's just he's just a victim of the of the three players he's got in front of him, I think. But I I, I think he'll do well this season when he gets to go like. Yeah, I, I can see him I'd nearly put money that he starts against Southampton next Saturday. That's I think that's where he's being held for. Um I, I agree with you. I'd have brought him on instead of storage yesterday. I genuinely would, you know. Um, but, like, let's be honest about it. Um, we win the game. I, I'm still not convinced about storage. I genuinely am. Um, Ma, let's it will get ten goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, let's let's get to um, the goals because we might okay. we'll have to speak about them. Um, let me see now. Um, win album. He gets his first away Premier League goal for us or Newcastle. Matt, it looked like a routine from a corner for me that Klopp says afterwards, I oh, know it's we would have done it anyway. I don't think so. I think he's he's deliberately put Van Dyke there because of A who's in goal and because he, he wants to he doesn't want to get involved in a tussle in the middle of the box with sports because they're probably a bigger side than us. But 
he wants to drop it in. And I like, you know, like Gary, Gary McAllister used to do, just drop it in that area and, and let all mayhem start. But how happy are you for Wijnaldum to get his first goal away from home? Um, great header in fairness. Yeah, it just seals off the great performance he had, really. I disagree with you, though. Uh, Tottenham looks shaky on set pieces, I think. And, and we exploited that. Um, we've, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're bigger than us either. We've got some, uh, some big people there. Genie's massive, Van Dijk, uh, Gomez. Genie's uh, so massive, man. Genie's oh, like six, six foot nine or something like that. Six or something. <laughs> 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 no, but they do look shaky on the on the set pieces. So yeah, maybe putting Van Dijk there was right. But it, I, I was made off a of genie. I love that smile of his. And do not he's take the, away the from that header. He's the most beautiful smile in football. I'm gonna be honest. I'd kiss him all day long. Oh, but that is a very very good header. Um, he, he's got some power back on that and put it right in the perfect area. Um, Vaughn's an absolute mongoloid. Uh, so, yeah, he kind of he knew, knew he wouldn't get to it. It's, but it's true, though. Ginny's very good in the air. Do you remember the goal he scored against City as well? Yeah, uh, for his size... He just you know, rolls like a sexy black salmon. He? Yeah, he's got a good head for a big man. For, for someone who's six foot four, he's, he's not bad in the air. He's quite decent <laughs> in the air, he is. Yeah, no, I think... Honestly, right, I think before before uh, Firmino's goal, every goal Spurs could see the season was an header, every goal. So there's a bit of a fallacy at the minute about how good they are at the back. I think they're a bit, they're a bit suspect. And I think the goalie is absolute dog shit. So Klopp can say we would have done that anyway, but I don't think he would have. I think they've crowded the keeper because they know he's got a clanger in him and because they're susceptible to, to concede an header goals at the minute. I thought it was is Lawrence injured or is he just on the gargle? It's well, both, isn't it? They're protecting him, aren't they? Fair the breath has before the game, he does. No, but Ginny admitted it. Ginny admitted to sort of working on it in training uh, in terms of surrounding the keeper. So I think Klopp's fibbing there, but because Ginny said, yeah, we worked it on midweek training. We knew, you know, to corral, uh, surround the keeper a bit. And wasn't it wonderful to see another keeper have, you know, do impression of our keepers. I mean, that was one atrocious performance. He actually made four or five other saves as well, do you know what I mean? But the goals that he let in were fucking absolutely hilarious. Did you guys see the second one where he sort of has a fit and kind of just palms it back into Bobby's Yeah, he was, like, he was like a fucking, he was like, you know, um, when a salmon gets caught and it lands on the boat and it's wriggling around like fuck and, you know, that's what he looked like for the second goal just on the goal line. But, man, the fourth goal... That looked like if you'd have switched the jerseys. It's there. Uh, it just touch know what just touch know what Chris said there. It's this is how I know we're going to win the league. Make decisions and keep it. Usually, it's still way back. So we're definitely winning it by seven points. So I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've changed the thing now to seven points. Um, but the the fourth goal, Matt. If you change the jerseys on both of them teams, right, and throw it back to last season at Wembley. And you said, there's a goal Liverpool conceded against Spurs at Wembley last year. It would be fully believable, wouldn't it? We're scoring goals and teams are making, looking nervous and making errors and, and misjudgments, miscalculations. And that's yeah. exactly what we were doing 12, 12 months ago. Like, but some people are saying we, we, we get lucky with our goals, but you've got to remember our clocks 
idea is our biggest threat comes from forcing them into making a mistake. So we press them and we get them to make a mistake and try transition. And then we look a little bit lucky how they happen. But we do plan for that. Club does plan for that. He said it in the season. He said it multiple times. We can get a goal where we do some, a brilliant breakaway or some lovely play. But majority of our goals are going to be just from tackling them and running running quickly at the box. And, and that's what... And it's just... Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm absolutely made up with how the team has progressed, how they're looking. We are, we are so solid now. I don't think there's a better defensive team in the whole league than us. Uh, we've got probably the best keeper in the league. We've got the best centre-back in the league. And... The, the strikers, the, the last little piece which is going to turn us into giving someone an 8-0 walloping is going to be our finishing. Once we get that right, so, and that will come, then we're going. Yeah, someone's getting, someone's getting an absolute hiding at some stage. And I mean an absolute, absolutely. I'm talking 7 or 8 here. And we said this last season, somebody's going to get a hiding. But we always said it with, I suppose, we caveat it with yeah, but we probably score six, but we might let in two or three at the other end because at a certain stage of the season, that's where we are. Now I'm looking and going, I'm genuinely thinking seven or eight nil at some stage because we look, I'll tell you how we look at the back. We look solid, but we look so fucking confident at the back. You know, they got a second, they got a goal yesterday and we're like, yeah, we'll sort it. Don't worry about it. We'll sort it. It'll be fine. We'll we, we get through it. Van Dijk is just swatting people away and he's cool as anything. Gomez, alright, he gets caught against Mora, but he never panics. He, he just gets back in and does the same thing. Uh, you know, the next thing, right, the next thing, right, the next thing, right. It does, he doesn't let it affect him because I think that back five especially are telling each other, we're really good, lads. We're really good. If, if something goes slightly wrong, don't worry about it. Um, half time. You know what it is, Gav? Yeah, go ahead. You know what it is? As a side, we're, we're evolving. You can see us. Mistakes that we make last season, we don't make this season. And next season, mistakes that we've made this season, we won't make next season. We are evolving as a side. It's a really impressive thing to watch. We, we really are the real deal. Like. Mm. It reminds me a little bit of Arsenal in the late 90s. And because when, when Wenger came into Arsenal in the late 90s, he, he inherited the side that had a good, decent, well, a very good back four. Midfield, okay, and they were decent up front. But you've seen that side evolve and right up to when they took the title from United in 98 where they evolved to the point where they, there were very little mistakes in the moment. They got on a run, they were relentless, they were, they were unbelievable. Um, Ian, I suppose half-time comes and goes and then we kill them with the second. All right, it hits the post and comes across and Varma's on the ground doing all sorts and Firmino taps in. But how good is the movement from Mane and how good is the ball from Robertson to open them up? Because Mane passes it back to Robertson takes two or three seconds and then he's gone and Robertson knows exactly what to do. Robertson's nearly doing it before Mane tells him to. Yeah, and again, that just comes from familiarity. They're working on that all the time and on the on the training ground, aren't they? Uh, he's the clock doesn't chop and change his front three. Robertson started every game, so we build that understanding with, with Mane. Mane is, Mane's movement is, is outstanding anyway. You see it all the time. And that, that type of pass was on all game. Usually to Mane as well, because they just weren't they weren't covering their fullbacks because they were too narrow in the middle. So you know what I mean? It was on, but we just didn't pull it off. There was a few times in the first half. There was one where Firmino under it to left footer pass out to Mane, and Mane bought a free kick. He should have got away there as well. 
So, mate, like I say, the team just we just even when we're not playing to our full potential, it we're just fluid. Do you know what I mean? Our front three know the know the roles inside out. Our fullbacks know the runs our front three are gonna make. They're just tremendous, mate. We're we're a very very good side. It, it helps when you've got a keeper in goal who's like doing his best carriers impressions. Do you know what I mean? But even still, if I think if it was one nil, we'd have scored the second goal at some point anyway. We just we just wouldn't have sat. There was about three or four times when Salah mm-hmm. tried to score a goal of the season on his own. I think I don't think he does that at one nil. No, I don't think he does. I think I, I think the strikers lose the run of themselves a little bit, and they're trying to do things that. Let's be honest, if it's one nil we're more clinical we're making the right decision we're making the right pass and we're putting these to bed but I think at 2-0 I think Liverpool see the steam go out with Spurs and Detroit that, it's not showboating but it's a bit they, they lost their edge a little bit despite being really good um, Grizz I think I, yeah. sorry Gav I think in, you know do you know, do you know when we said we were talking about the Allison mistake and how it's it's good that it's not cost us any points and we've got it out of the way the Alice, you know the Allison dribble I think Salah and Mane fucking about up top, fannying about. I think it's a brilliant thing it happened, and it, and, and it hasn't cost us because Klopp will be onto them. You could see on the touchline, Klopp was livid with them too. Oh, especially he, was, he was. He, oh, he was it, with Mane and with Salah. He was absolutely livid, and I think I'm gonna say it again, uh, Matt. Like I said with Alisson, I don't think that happens again. I think I think I think the next cup. I think that from now on we're going to go back to the old, uh, you know, very unselfish Liverpool forwards where we're playing for each other, laying it off to the best person available. I think they were a bit. Uh, you can criticise them for being a bit greedy, a bit showing off. I don't know if it was showing off. I think Salah's sort of, as Ian says, trying to score sort of messy yes goals, and he nearly pulled them off, mind you. A couple of his dribbles were fucking out of this world, so he's getting back into it. He's, he's touching his paces back. Um, but I think it's good that, that we've had that little drama with Salah and Mane, sort of, you know, a bit of criticism on the internet as well about them being selfish and not passing to each other because Klopp will have them in, over the, uh, uh, you know, in the next week or two and tell him, stop that. Yeah. Matt, um, there's absolutely no issue as well. It, it, there'll be an issue if they weren't great. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so, That's I, the problem. To, to be honest with you, Matt, um, a couple of people have, have said here, um, at, early on in the pod, to be honest with you, I'm just trying to remember, um, on Periscope, and they were saying, does anyone see an issue with Mane and Salah and not passing to Salah and stuff like that? The actual, the, the problem with the one where he doesn't pass to Salah when they break three on two is, Klopp's not upset with that. Klopp's actually upset that when he wins it and the defender takes one step towards him, he should have played Keita in a hell of a lot earlier. He ends up putting Keita yeah. in about eight yards. All right, he's only eight yards from goal. But when he puts him in, he's, he's hurrying him and he's, t- he's he's narrowed the angle on him. Instead of giving it to him early, maybe let him take a touch and put himself in at a much better angle. And when the camera cuts, you can see Klopp literally shouting, fucking pass the ball. You know? Um, Matt, I want to move to you and I want to move on about, you know, because I've, I've said it a couple of times and this, I was disappointed with sports. Uh, they're not the way we played, you know, just the way they, their outlook on the game. We have PSG on Tuesday, we have Southampton, you know, but in the next couple of weeks you're looking at Chelsea and City. Um, the way we played yesterday, do you think we have another few gears to go up against? And do you think them two are looking at us going, oh, these, look, fuck, these look really, really good? Yeah, absolutely. I've 
won't be shitting themselves. Even Paris Saint-Germain will be worried about us. As I said, we're not now a team that's just relying on front three. We are a fucking unbelievable team. We're one of the best teams I've seen um, Liverpool have. But going back to maybe 08 or 09 was the last time we've had a team this good from back to front. So people know Salah can score. I mean, he is scoring, he's assisting, he's getting big chances. He's just not putting it away as he did in the middle and towards the end of last season. That's all it is. He's put him against against any other winger in in, in Europe and he's having a fucking great season. It's just you compare him to Salah of last season and he's a tiny bit off. That's all it is. So City, they're shitting up themselves because look at what we did since last season. We've got, Klopp's got his fucking number. Chelsea, they've had a great run, but they haven't really played anyone. They haven't played away like we have. They haven't played tough teams like we have. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think I seriously think we can come out of these games with three, two, three wins easily out of the four. Ian, um, just going back to the game, and we do concede, and the 2-1 at the end usually flatters spores, in my opinion, like t- to the point where it's, it's nearly negligent fucking to be only 2-1. Two one, and I suppose that's where Spurs or Klopp is is upset at not putting these chances away. And if they get one at the end, you kind of go, "Well, look, that happens." You know, slowly, you know, a lapse in concentration. But that goal there yesterday, um, a couple of things about it, we were a bit hesitant in the box. Um, I think it's Gomez actually has a chance to head it and misses the header. But you know, could Sturridge get a bit closer to to um, Lamella? Um, could the keeper be looked at and thought, "Ooh." Could he have got down to that? Could he have made a bit of better? What did you make of it overall from a defensive point of view? Because I thought it was, a, it was a great finish, but from defensively, is it something that Klopp could turn around and say, lads, look, that's why when we're up that end of the pitch, we should be scoring goals because this could yeah. really happen at the far end. Yeah, uh, I think Sturridge can get closer to Lamella, but he's not a defender, so you know what I mean. He's not he's not wired that way to think that way. Mm. Uh, Allison, nah, he's not. None of it's his fault. You know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Listen, it's a, it's another. There's a couple of errors we've made this season, and we're learning. We're, we're able to make them while still picking up three points. The the Allison error, the how wasteful we was yesterday. Our game management was poor, and then a sloppy goal at the back post towards the end, which put a lot of pressure on us because there was that penalty shout as well. Mm. But we've got away with it all. Whereas in the past, drawing that game, or do you know what I mean like? That's that's a one 0 defeat or whatever. So, do you know what I mean? It, it's it's all. I, I'm happy. I'm all right with us making mistakes if we continue to win games because you will learn from those mistakes. We won't concede the goal like that next week. So, I hope none of the pricks turn their back again. That really does my head in. Yeah, so back, you, see, you see, Ian is saying there that Sturridge is a striker and he's not really worried that way. If that's the case, don't put him back. Don't bring him back. If he's not willing to defend, throw himself in front of the ball, he, he seems to just kind of look at him. I think he looks at him and thinks he's not where he's fucking scoring from there and doesn't really do anything to try to stop it. Um, but I suppose it's probably the one big mistake we make in the game. And like you well, said, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, if we if we if we're sort of talking about the defense switching off. For like one minute out of ninety, or say like let's say five minutes out of ninety, and away game at Spurs, it's going to happen. You know, even though Matt's made out we're the best team ever created, right on FIFA, 
we're we're not the perfect team. We're still we're still evolving, as Ian says. We're still getting better. There will be you know there will be lapses of concentration, but the amazing and the brilliant thing is it's not costing us at the moment. And as Ian says, I really believe we're learning from every mistake, and we're not and we're, and we're rectifying it the following week. Or you know, and even during the build up to this week, I was saying you know earlier in the week that I really want to set a mark on this. This is a defining game, and I didn't mean in terms of the season, but I wanted to see us. Compared to last time we were at Spurs, where we were shambolic. Now, and I, and I really wanted to see the difference in personnel that it makes to the men- mentality of the team, and we saw it. A total different animal from the team that went there last season and fucking got twatted in the first 20, 30 minutes. So every game, every big game, every hurdle that we're sort of facing, you know, we're overcoming it, and we're, getting, we're getting better and better and better. It's nitpicking these little, you know, laps of concentration. They'll, they'll be fine. And it is hard to blame Sturridge because, you know, I've got an agenda against him. That was awful from Sturridge. Yeah, it's, but it, it goes back again to that lapse makes it a tighter game than it should be. Matt, um, let's talk about this penalty show at the end because it's a Stonewall penalty and it, it's as simple as that. But a little bit of karma, I suppose, for Anfield last season. Um, and I couldn't and give a well, What I was going to say was, if you look back at it, um, it's it's the referee's fault. It's not a penalty because he's just not in the right position to make the decision. But it's, uh, for me, you get away with them, and they do even themselves out in fairness. They're always going to get one that you think you should have and you don't, and and vice versa. But hard to mouth stuff, Matt. When that when that when that penalty show comes around. Uh. It made me enjoy the win that little bit more. The fact that they all came out crying after after what happened last season. Last season was absolute fucking farce. So to get that, I was just like absolutely made up. It, it, we we outplayed them, we outscored them, and then they got that at the end just to piss them off a little bit more, just just so they could cry all night. Yeah, I was made up for it. Dave, as you say, what goes around comes around. So I wasn't bothered one bit. Yeah. Um... I was delighted that it made me even happier when, when when that happened near the end and we get away with it. But um, Ian, it's definitely a penalty. We get away with it, but over the course of the game, we definitely deserve to win. So you know, fuck the penalty. Is it definitely a pen? Ah, oh, it's a hundred percent penalty. Yeah. I, I watched it a few times and I, changed, I kept changing my mind. So we we have the, the benefit of watching replays and stuff and. From the angle that the referees at, it looks like Son's foot gives way and he slips, doesn't yeah, it? From, so, the, from the angle that from the angle that the referee is at, he can't see it. He, because yeah. he's trying what happens is he, he's on the edge of the box and he tries to nearly run in a kind of fucking half circle to get himself around to get an angle. And when the contact happens, you can see the ref literally arching down trying to see this. And I think he probably is, he's looking for assistance, you know, off his lines or whatever for some sort of help, but it's not given. But I know what you were saying. It does look like a stone Yeah, I don't think it's like a mad stone wall pen. Do you know what I mean? If there's contact, fair enough. But I, I, you know what I mean? I've seen much worse decisions than that. So, fuck them anyway. Against us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Liverpool team yeah. Chris says penalty shout was revenge for uh, last season. Absolutely. Um, I suppose that's the game done and dusted with. Man of the match, lads. Um, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. Um, there's, in my opinion, there's, you could probably name anyone in the team, I suppose, for, for various reasons. Yeah. 
But Grace, no, I'll come. I'll come. Are you could. I think you could for no, I couldn't. for very. Well, I mean, I'd say, I'd say, say, I'd say anyone. Yeah, well, you, you could. Yeah, I, you'd be wrong. Yeah, I'd say I'd say seven or eight. You could put in the run for it genuinely. But Grace, um, I'll come to you first because you claim that they'll all rub your answer anyway. But man mm. of the match, um, for yesterday, what's your show? I think I think there was. Um, it, 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 you name could pick anyone. Shut up. Your name six. Because it's true. I've been thinking about. No, no. Because all week I've been thinking about. Not all week. How many days has been? I've been thinking about Ooh. who was man of the match. Yes, and I really and I change my I change my mind every day, and uh, even though it's been one one day. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> he's changed. He's changed his opinion seven <laughs> times. Seven times during the week about that game yesterday. It's just because yeah, you asked him first. Shut up and let me give context. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, look, I, I slightly criticised VVD for the last game. Said he was his, probably his shakiest performance, and, and even though he was very good for normal centre-back purposes. And this Ooh. game, I thought he was monumental. He was back to his absolute best. I think VVD was superb. We've talked about Genie. There you go. Genie his, his, name was was the his name is the team. Milner and Bobby. So, if out of those four, whoever got it, I'd be happy with. I think I'll give it to all four. Something different. No, you Genie, won't. Give Bobby. me a man of the match. Man. For fuck's sake. All right. I'm going to go with Milner. Okay. I think Milner was fucking on steads for sure. Okay. You can't say that, Chris. Um, I can. Ian. Just did. Do us a favour. Chris supplied them. Do us a favour, Ian. Um, you've had about 11 minutes to think about it now since Chris started to answer the uh, question about man of the match. Your man of the match and why? Milner, comfortably, I think. Is he having a stroke? Or someone let some air out? I hope he is. <laughs> He's got a leak. Mammy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said. Yesterday on Twitter, if Fabinho made his debut and put in that performance that Milner put in yesterday, everyone or the hipsters will be going mental for it. Like the man's, he's unreal. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's not the most, uh, he's not like the biggest superstar in the squad. Do you know what I mean? He's not the sexiest player, but he does everything. And he does everything well. He's getting fitter the older he gets. It's mental. I thought VVD had a brilliant game, but it. I think he was a little bit of fault for their goal. And I thought Bobby was outstanding. But he, he you know what I mean? He went off a bit early. So, <laughs> so it, it's Milner, Milner for me, definitely. But he was outstanding. Okay. Matt, he says Hendo. Matt, <laughs> Marino. Uh, Matt, um, any advance on James Milner for man of the match? As good as said, there's a few shouts in the team for who could be man of the match you can't look past uh, Sturridge when when he came on yeah. I thought he just controlled the game <laughs> Do you look, I like the way I like but, the way he picked up space in so dangerous. there was no one near him he picked up space in airbox for a corner <laughs> yeah he's good Sturridge for me okay um <laughs> narrowly picking Carrius okay uh, my man of the match will be um, Firmino um, the jump in his performance I'm not saying he was terrible uh, for the opening four games, but like I said earlier, just the sharpness didn't look there. He was away with Brazil. He came back, it was it Wednesday or Thursday morning? He might have come back um, for an early game on a Saturday. Um, but just the way he held the ball, the way he, he drew sports players in, 
and then just just a little ten yard pass in behind Spores or you know committing players. I thought I thought Firmino was excellent um, from the start until he had to go off. Uh, and thankfully he's all right, so he'd be my man of the match. Lads, last thing, um, PSG on Tuesday. Uh, the day triples will be live after the game on the Tuesday club. They'll be on straight after the game on Tuesday night. But we're we're probably the only podcast between. We are the only podcast between now and then. So I just like you to pick a team for me um, for Tuesday, considering yeah. considering what we have on Saturday and and you know what's gone on and the, I suppose the way the team was picked. You know, Saturday gone. Like Henderson, now the team for me on Saturday is like he plays against PSG. It's as simple as that. That's what I think. But I'll let you pick a team. Uh, Matt, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, team for Tuesday, please. Uh, I pretty much keep the same team, but I may, depending on how tired it is, swap Henderson for Milner. Henderson for Milner. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Ian? Uh, I think Henderson will come in and it may be for Keita. Ooh. Yeah, this is the argument that's coming up all the time, isn't it? Um, it's literally one out and one in and one out and which is the one that's coming out because you can make make an argument for any of them, I suppose. Grizz, um, your team for Tuesday? I was pretty certain that Fabinho was going to start this about Here we go, fuck it. But I don't think I don't think he can drop Ginny after that performance. So I think I think he may I think he may rest Cater again and bring in Hendo. Yeah, I think that's the only change I can see as well. So basically, what I've just said, you could have just said I agree with you. You could have just said I that. I didn't hear you. Sorry. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, look. You're, lag- you're lagging. <laughs> lagging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, he, is Bobby going to be fit? Is his yeah, no, right? no. Bobby looks like he's um, he's good to go. Um, that one, no. He said no. He just said it was. He literally just said it was 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 a scare. Nah, he's out, mate. He's he's not. He's he's fine. He's okay. There won't be a problem. Um, lads, I need. You can have my eye if you want to. Okay. I'll give him. It. All right, we'll try sort that out before Tuesday. You want to give him your jab side? Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, mate. <laughs> 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 right, well, listen, um, any other business, lads? Anything else you want to touch on, Grace? Because you always say at the end of the pod, oh, we really wanted to speak about that and we didn't get to speak about it. So I'm asking you now, is there anything else you'd like to speak about before we go? I've got a new account. Oh, yeah, go on, tell us. Uh, Superfan Mickey, I think I'm called. Yeah. I don't know. I took over someone else's. Yeah. Was this, another, was this another Superfan Mickey? Was this Follow another, me. Was this another suspension? Well, give the full fucking handle, you twat. Uh, give the full handle. That's it, super fan Mickey. Ah, super fan Mickey. You fucking said, just said it. Yeah, he has just said it. Um, Ian, any other business? No. You're good, you're happy. Roll on shoes. Oh, no. I, I, I took a Hoover back to the Asda today without a receipt and they exchanged it for a new improved Hoover. Brilliant. The same time nice. or actually an improved version? No, it's a better Hoover, like. Yeah. Well, for one, it works, so it's infinitely better okay but is it a hoover or a vacuum it's it no it's a genuine hoover made by hoover yeah, uh, yeah. Well, what happened to it you stick your knob down there a few too many times <laughs> no uh, it, mate, there's never many there's never too many times but no the, the uh, fan belt locking up with gunk the fan belt the, what the fuck is what's the hoover is this 
Well, a rubber band. That's that's a belt that looks like a fan belt. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I haven't got. I haven't got like a degree in Hoover mechanics. I just know that the thing that looks like a fan belt snapped when I was Hoovering up dog shit, literal dog shit. Okay. Um, tip tip for our listeners: don't Hoover up dog shit. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> you know, and I don't even know where to go with that. Ma, was it did... like? Oh, wait, 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 wait! We can't just leave this. Okay. Was it like? Was it hard? Yeah, yeah. was it like that fairy white, fairy white stuff. Nah, because the dog only has dry food, and he'd, I'd been out in work, and when I come home, he'd, he'd obviously done his business, and he'd stood in it, so we ground it in a bit. So I thought, oh, I can just do that up, but it, it ruined me like... Oh, so hold on, you were, inten- hold on. You were intentionally hoovering up dog shit. Like, you didn't hoover oh, no, the He was just going around his house, and he just didn't see the big fucking dog shit. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, <laughs> you, you just said there, you just said there... Oh, I'll just be able to hoover it up. So you knew it was dog shit when you were ho- hoovering up. Like, you didn't you didn't do it by mistake, like. No, it's stones what dog shit looks like, Gav. I do know what... Yeah, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, you looked at it, knew it was dog shit, and still went to hoover it up, yeah? Yeah. That's just fucking wrong. That's wrong. Does your hoover have a bag? Yeah, it's consistency. No, that's why I gave it back. The dog. Did the you hoover have a bag? Or was it straight dog. into one of them clear things? It weren't like it, it had no moisture in it or not, and it was just like dust, but it obviously ruined me hooverly. My poo's been like that a couple of days. Yeah, what? My poo's been like that a couple of days. Dusty. No moisture in it. <laughs> Try hoovering it. <laughs> Try giving yourself a clonic with a hoover. Yeah. And then bring it back to Asda if it doesn't work. It doesn't even matter if you power it in Asda. Just bring it back to Asda and change it. Ask and turn it on. Go, I just wanted... Yeah, go on. I was going to ask you any of the business. The, yeah, I just wanted the lads to comment on my attire. You look fucking awful. Just send it to there, Gav. You look like a 3D Scalectrix. Um, what, sorry, Dennis Chain says this is gold. Do this, do this every week instead of LFC chat. We've actually considered that, Dennis. To be perfectly honest with you, um, we genuinely have considered doing that. Um, but now, Grizz, in fairness, uh, you look, you look very well. You look very well. This is my sleeping. Um, like, tell, tell us, this um, is my tell me this. It's called, it's called a jumper. A what? A, a jumper. A jumper. Jumper. Yeah, J U B B A. Jumper. Jumper. It's quite commonly worn in the Arab world. A brown jab of the hut. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> you are gonna die, Han Solo. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> and Chris, Chris is out of here. Chris is out of here as well. They're all even. It's brilliant. Um, I'm just gonna give you a touch for you. Hey, just oh, off screen, he's got some Fitbit tied up by a chain in a bikini. Yeah. Oh, I look each their own. Chris, um, I was going to ask you before we go. You have you tell, any, have I've you, never watched Star Wars, can't you? You have, can tell. Have you any other business, Chris? And, bro, you want to know how the house, the new house has gone? Oh, everything's grand. The Wi-Fi is working really well, as you lot seen. No, it's not. <laughs> so, so, yeah, everything else is grand. Thanks for asking. No worries. So, um, look, best of luck in the new house. Ma, best of luck in that hotel with the awful, awful fucking wall lights. Um, Ian, best of luck. Uh, stop hoovering up shit. Um, that's the only thing I can tell you. It's Make only... no promises. Okay, no, I didn't think there would be. Listen, that's been the Fatback 4. Um, 
we're back next week. Who have we got next week? Southampton. So we'll be back next oh, week man. talking about six Thank from you. six, hopefully. Uh, Liverpool need 25 more league wins, in my opinion, to be uh, crowned champions. Um, five out of five. PSG on Tuesday. Um, live <coughs> after the PSG game, you'll have the Tuesday club. Watch out on, our, on Twitter for all the different things going on. And um, yeah, that's been us. That's been the Fatback Four. Have a good week. See you in a bit. To make America's craft wine, you've got to make it like America. Bold. Like a full-bodied Lodi Cabernet with tart cherry, oak, and cinnamon. Because there's history in the making. The Federalist. America's craft wine. Federalist Vineyards, Rutherford, California. Enjoy responsibly. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things the every box and barcode matters things and the driving the family business forward things we put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most that's the power of heart acuity insurance wholeheartedly for you